We're going to get into the weeds quite a bit this coming week in the fast lane, including the Virginia Tech Hokies. But it is time for us to keep receipts to put a wrap on what happened this past weekend and really understand just how wrong or right we were. So like a good show, let's just keep things as robotic as possible. It's time to keep receipts. We told you we're coming. We told you we're coming. You thought we were joking. And guess what? We keep receipts. God bless you, America. To see how right or how wrong Ed and Trey are with their picks. Do you believe in that? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. Well, Trey, last week, lay it on us. Not bad, not bad. You are over 500, 13 and 11. I went a solid 12 and 12. So you are now at 94, 89 and 5. 93, 90, and 5. So, knock on wood, if we, unless we tank next week, we are going to be over 100 uh, for, for our picks. Uh, my best, I had UW. Shout out to Alex Grinch for giving me one last send off for, uh, for, you know, having a terrible defense. And uh, I'm rocking the Kelly Green today, Ed, because the Eagles came through for me. They did. Uh, that was a loss for me. Uh, we can combine on our worst, which was Oklahoma. They lost to Oklahoma State. They, um, uh, I had Tech, and they got blown out. Your best, obviously, was Louisville and JMU. Your worst, I put, is the, the Cowboys in USC. And uh, none of us got our race picks right. The over in the USC Washington. So maybe game. your ultimate loss was uh well that was yeah that was like a that was an Stealing easy candy winner. from a baby. Oh my goodness. It was ninety six was the total what ninety six was the ultimate. Yeah, seventy six or whatever. I might the point be, total I might was. for fun put uh so, so as someone who actually put money on the under in Iowa Iowa Northwestern and never had to worry about it, didn't even watch the game. And it's how confident I am. I think I'm going to put on the sheet this week the Iowa Rutgers under, which is at 28, which is the lowest for an FPS game ever. So that's a really good point. Um, so shout out Brian Ferentz. Brian Ferentz, your guy, Trey. You know what? I would love to see a staff with OC Brian Ferentz and DC Alex Grinch. Could you imagine what that would be like in I, practice? I'm, I'm trying to – Alex Grinch is actually a good DC. He just played a style that would work – for he didn't change his style when he got better players. Yeah, that's probably one way to look at it. And then, I mean, you could debate how he played hard a boomer the- bust defense when you don't need to play a boomer bust defense. And you could debate how hard things are at USC in terms of practice and buy in. Uh, you know, I know they got Bear Alexander, the talented defensive lineman from Georgia last year, but I agree with the sentiment that's out there, which is um, when you keep bouncing around, and that guy was at what, four or five high schools during his high school tenure, and then you transfer as well. What happens when adversity starts to hit? I get it. I'm all for players getting the bag and getting as much money as possible. But there still needs to be some kind of level of buy-in at some point. Because if that continues to be a theme in high school and in college, then when the real, any more words of our guy Kenny Powers, dollar, dollar bills, y'all, are at stake, guess who will not be deterred? Will not be deterred. In terms of looking at your background in history. It's the NFL. Because they don't want to shell out a lot of dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Only for things to go belly up when it really matters the most. Um, speaking of belly up, I'm not ready to say the season has gone belly up for Virginia Tech, but there were certainly revelations that came from their loss at Louisville this past week. So let's get into the weeds on what that really means for the rest of the season for Virginia Tech. Let's get into the weed. <coughs> Smoke weed every day. Excuse me. 
Let's get into the weeds where we take a dive into different sports topics here on the Fast Lane. So Virginia Tech, when they lost to Louisville 34-3, not only was that one of my better calls of the week and one of Trey's worst calls because that game was never really competitive, but it gets that old chicken and egg theory. Is it the offense that couldn't stay ahead of the sticks and created a problem, or was it the defense that gave up big plays early on and has issues up the middle? I'm much more likely, believe it or not, to go with the Virginia Tech defense in spite of anything. Chris Marv, defensive coordinator, Virginia Tech postgame show, as you hear every Virginia Tech game on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. But Marv, as a good coach should do, saying it's ultimately our responsibility no matter what the situation, even if we're put in a short field to defend. Yeah, you know, I think that first possession, even though they got it at the 50, I think it took them nine plays to score. Um, the second one, I'm not sure. Um, regardless of where the football is, when they put it down, it's our responsibility, and it starts with me to get them stopped. Whether we take it away, um, we force them to kick the football, we force them to punt the football, that's our charge. And um, we can do that, and we certainly uh, need to get better in that area. Today, we, we, didn't, we didn't step up to the plate like we need to. So that's Chris Marv speaking on the Virginia Tech Radio Network post-game show as you hear every Virginia Tech game on VTR in Southside 106.3 and the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, part of the Virginia Talk Radio Network. But... If you are a defense that has what you could describe as the equity or the cachet that's been built up to where you get dealt a short field and you're not able to get off the field, but you have the history of ultimately helping your team out, that's one thing. But for as many times as the offense has struggled this year for Virginia Tech, and there have been obvious examples, most notably everything that basically took place before it got righted against Pitt. It's not like the defense have been bailing Virginia Tech out at any point in those higher leverage moments. The saying in Blacksburg in particular is you have to earn the right to rush the passer, which means you have to be able to stop teams from running the football. Virginia Tech, they were not able to do that. So the offense has their issues for Virginia Tech, but there are clear deficiencies on this Virginia Tech defense, and it's obvious where it is. It's right up the middle. I mean, it is as clear as day. I know we played this yesterday, but again, listen to the call of the second touchdown for Louisville, the one that put them up 14 to nothing as Professor Bill Roth to you, Trey, had it on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. Tailback on first down, that is Garendo, and he runs up the middle, huge hole, gets to the 20, to the 10, and he'll go into the end zone untouched. 39-yard run for Isaac Garendo, who was the star of that drive for Louisville as the Cardinals march down the field in a hurry. To you, Trey, Professor Bill Roth. To the rest of us, just Bill Roth on the Virginia Tech Radio Network uh, as you hear on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. Right up the middle. Well, that tells you what problems are there for Virginia Tech that have been there for quite a while. Defensive tackle, not much depth there. They've been okay, but they have not been overwhelming. And that's the hardest area to find replacements. Linebackers, which is supposed to be a specialty for this unit as the head coach coached linebackers at Penn State. And defensive backs. And I get it, targeting penalties happen. They've had injuries there. Getting depth established has been an issue at safety for Virginia Tech. But right up the middle, big hole, untouched. That speaks to a T to what has been a problem for Virginia Tech throughout this year. And at no point have they ever been able to establish control of the game defensively to slow things down and give their offense a chance to get going. 
And it's not just Chris Marv. It's Brent Pry, who, at least to his credit, has singled out those areas, which makes me believe this will be an area Virginia Tech targets in the transfer portal for immediate relief, not just player development with incoming players as freshmen and red shirts, but targeting transfers that can create competition and provide immediate relief because of this comment, which continues to reiterate how Brent Pry has felt about this unit. Yeah, again, it's momentum, you know, and, and I just, you know, we're not converging on the ball. Like I said in the beginning of the year, I, I think, you know, there's times when a ball is going to get to the second level and even the third level, but you got to get it on the ground. And right now we're not doing that. We didn't do that today. Virginia Tech's Brent Pry on the Virginia Tech Radio Network on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. It's that, and then part of it is, let's be real here, Virginia Tech's three best opponents on the season were all road games. Rutgers, Florida State, Louisville are all probably the three best teams Tech's played this year. Yeah, I mean, you could say Marshall football, but, I mean, we saw what JMU did. Marshall's bad. Like, Marshall is the inexcusable loss on the road. The other three like are are good teams or at least solid teams like look what Rutgers did to Ohio State both Marshall and Purdue are the losses where you go really how did that happen and Purdue is a little bit a little bit excusable because you did have the quarterback change and you had the the weather delay yes but so but for Virginia Tech and we'll get to fan feedback tomorrow I know we're overdue for that and we appreciate it we've had great feedback on uh, plenty of great comments but to that point defensively of Virginia Tech, we haven't even gotten to the offense, but to the point defensively of Virginia Tech, you're right. I mean, those three games are the three toughest opponents. It's where, again, the higher leverage opponents come. Which is good for this team trying to make a bowl game where you can have your more winnable games at home. That makes it a little easier. Well, and here's the other thing. If you can get to winnable games and get to bowl games, as long as you still know you've got deficiencies, having these type of obvious blowout losses against your better teams shows what you have to do to take a step forward to be the type of team Virginia Tech wants to be, which is a contender for 9 to 10 wins a year in college football and how far they are away from that goal as it's become obvious. When we come back tomorrow in the Fast Lane, more on the Hokies, who's Liberty Flames, and JMU Dukes on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.